This Week in Brattleboro History, brought to you by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. On February 20th, 1849, the first train arrived in Brattleboro, traveling over the newly built Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad. The railroad ran south to Massachusetts and passed through Miller's Falls and then to Fitchburg. At Fitchburg, many rail lines merged and trains continued to Boston. The trip from Brattleboro to Boston took four hours and cost $2.75. Getting a rail line to Brattleboro had been a real challenge. Railroads were private businesses that were financed by individual investors. Railroad promoters would travel from town to town looking to gather as many investors as possible for proposed railways. Sometimes these schemes worked out, and sometimes people would invest and never see their money again. In the 1830s, there were proposals for all sorts of railroad lines and fierce competition between towns. Rail lines were being constructed between Bellows Falls and Rutland, and they connected to railroad companies passing through New Hampshire on their way to Boston. If a railroad decided to stop in your town, then it could mean a real boost for your industry and trade. If your town was bypassed by the rail line, then businesses and commerce would suffer. In the early 1840s, a Massachusetts man named Alva Crocker came to Brattleboro and began promoting the idea of a railroad from Brattleboro to Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Many Brattleboro people were willing to invest. In 1844, Crocker went to the Vermont legislature and got a charter for the Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad that would run south from Brattleboro and link with Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Crocker and his supporters promised Brattleboro would not be left out. If the Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad was built then, Brattleboro would prosper and the town would be connected to the rest of New England for trade and transportation. Up to this point, most crops or goods produced locally were consumed in the Brattleboro area. The railroads changed everything as whole new markets were created. Construction began on the Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad in November of 1847. The company built 70 miles of railway between Fitchburg and Brattleboro. They ran into a challenging conditions. The initial estimate was that it would cost $1 million to complete, but the railroad actually cost $3 million by the time it was finished. Alva Crocker spoke at the celebratory dinner on the evening when the first train made it to Brattleboro and said the railroad construction had faced many problems. Just west of Fitchburg, the company ran into quicksand that required a lot of fill, then 45 miles of hard pan clay that would not take a spike. Workers also had to build 23 bridges along the way and then combat the engineering challenges of the Miller's River Gorge. Crocker said he had never seen a more challenging railroad route and was surprised that the company was able to complete the project. Crocker left some of the challenging details out of his dinner speech. Labor relations with the Irish rail workers caused time delays as well. A famine in Ireland had forced many Irish to leave and come to America. One of the jobs an Irishman could find when landing in Boston was working construction on the New England rail lines. It was the type of job only a newly arrived immigrant would take. According to Rufus Griswold, an 1849 reporter for a New England publication, he had never seen such misery, such squalor, such wretchedness as in the railroad shanties of Irish workers. The Irish were recruited from the famine ships and placed in horrendous living conditions on the rail lines. They were exploited with poor pay and unsafe working conditions. Examples of Irish discrimination are found in local papers of the time. In late November 1847, 
a newly constructed bridge along the rail line collapsed. At least six workers were killed and another 11 were seriously injured. Initially, disgruntled Irish workers were blamed for sabotaging the bridge. Irish workers had recently been on strike for a few days because of dangerous, unhealthy work and living conditions. Two Irishmen were accused of loosening the nuts on the bridge so it would collapse when a train passed over. Two months later, in January 1848, it was reported that the Irish workers had not sabotaged the bridge. It was found that poorly made cast iron nuts forged in Athol, Massachusetts were the reason for the bridge collapse. As a result of this bridge collapse, almost 20 men had either lost their lives or been severely injured. As Rufus Griswold reported in 1849, when people heard of the deaths and injuries associated with the railroad construction, they said, a paddy? Who cares for a paddy? He might as well be killed. There are more than enough of them left to do the work. Another incident was reported in March 1848. About 300 Irish working on the Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad went on strike for higher wages and safer working conditions. The Vermont Phoenix reported that the Irish armed themselves with pick handles and began their march over the rail line with the intention of clearing it of all those who were willing to work for lower wages. In their progress, they threw carts over embankments, broke tools, and cut up horse harnesses. They threatened to destroy all of the contractor's property and would not return to work unless they received a five-cent raise from 70 cents to 75 cents a day. In early 1849, along the Vermont and Massachusetts rail line in Vernon, it was reported that an Irish shanty was set on fire. It seemed some Vernon residents did not want the newly arrived Irish to feel too comfortable. The building of the Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad brought a number of Irishmen and some families to Brattleboro. Many of those Irish would decide to stay in Brattleboro and make it their permanent home. By 1849, Crocker was a happy man because he had fulfilled his promise in Brattleboro to Brattleboro. However, it is not clear whether stockholders in the world company ever saw a return on their investment. Because of its outstanding debts and continuing interest payments, the value of the stock never improved much. In 1848, the stock was selling for $75 a share. In 1862, the same stock was selling for $9.50. If you were an investor and sold your stock between 1845 and 1865, you most likely lost a significant amount of money in your investment in the railroad to Brattleboro. In 1849, the American Railroad Journal wrote, The Vermont and Massachusetts Railroad, after years of struggle and embarrassment, is now about completed to Brattleboro, and the people in that enterprising and beautiful village are the fair way of realizing the enjoyment of their long-deferred wishes. On the day that the train arrived in Brattleboro for the first time, there was a local meeting to organize the Vermont Valley Railroad Company to run a track the 23.5 miles to Bellows Falls. That railroad was completed in 1851. Please join us next week for another story from Brattleboro's past.